welcome to the Trinity Reformed Church Podcast. Exhortation by Larson Hicks on September 19th, Lord's Day Service. We come now to our exhortation as we prepare to confess our sin. And we're going to look at two passages this morning. Our primary passage, for those who are taking notes, is from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. And we're also going to look at Galatians chapter 5. So here's the Romans passage, 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. This is a benediction, and it has a purpose. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that, there's the purpose, by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. God gives his people joy and peace so that we may be filled with the Spirit and abound in hope. Christians are not called to just write it out. We're not supposed to just merely eke out our way through life on this world. We're to be filled with the Spirit, overflowing with joy and peace and hope. That means that Christian homes should be marked by joy And rejoicing. Philippians 4, verses 4 and 5 say, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, Rejoice. Let your reasonableness or or gentleness be known to everyone. The fruit of the Spirit in our lives and in our homes should be evident to everyone. But unfortunately, the dark and the dark and hopeless times that we find ourselves in, many of our homes are filled with the opposite of joy and peace. Depression, anxiety are the great twin scourges of our time. Suicide remains one of the leading causes of death in America. One of the top 10 causes of death in America today is suicide. And already a higher percentage, much higher percentage of Americans are on antidepressants and anti-anxiety because of COVID. It spiked this last year and a half. Mainstream media has made a science out of stoking panic and fear. And when we Americans aren't breathlessly watching uh, the panic box, we're scanning social media uh, for new things to find to worry about. So we need now, more than ever, the hope of God to fill our hearts and our homes with joy and peace in believing by the power of the Holy Spirit so that our homes may overflow, as Scripture says here, with hope during these hopeless times. So what does living in the power of the Holy Spirit look like? First, I want you to notice that the joy, that joy and peace aren't things that Scripture is telling us to manufacture ourselves. Joy and peace are the fruit of believing and of the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And it's important that we don't mix this up because there really is a grave danger in pursuing joy or peace for their own sake. If you only want a joyful home so that you can take good Instagram pictures of your family or have a happy looking Christmas card, then beware um, because you may get what you want. You're trying to enjoy the benefit of joy detached from the source. You're making your home into a whitewashed tomb full 
as Jesus said, of empty bones. The sin of the Pharisees who pursued external holiness, but whose hearts were far from God. And this, if this is our brand of Christianity, then Jesus will condemn us the same way that he did the Pharisees, and it'll absolutely apply to us and to our children. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you travel across land and sea, sea and land, to make a single proselyte, and when he, and when he becomes a proselyte, you make him twice as much a child of hell as yourselves. If the goal in your home is to wash up good on Sundays, to show off your storybook family, but your hearts are far from God, then you, my friend, are a hypocrite, and your children will turn out twice the child of hell that you are. The peace and joy that Scripture speaks of here is not something we can manufacture. It is, however, something that we can absolutely expect in our homes if we turn from the works of the flesh and walk in the Spirit. So let's look at Galatians 5. And this is the chapter where we hear the famous description of the works of the flesh, things like sexual immorality, idolatry, fits of anger. They're contrasted with the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, etc. A Spirit-filled home is full of these things, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And Paul tells us here how to recognize in, in verse uh, 25, he says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Are you a conceited know-it-all? Do you pick fights with others in your home? Is your home filled with envious bickering? That's not fair. I wanted that. If so, Paul says, you're out of step with the Spirit. Conversely, Paul shows us how life in a Spirit-filled home operates. If you look at Galatians 6, 1, it says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Every time I read this verse, I've thought, I, I think of the stewardess, right, at the beginning of a flight who says, you know, in case of a loss of cabin pressure, an air mask will drop down. And, and if you're a parent and your child's with you, put the mask on yourself first and then put it on your child. And it also reminds me of Jesus talking about the plank, removing the plank from your own eye before pulling out the speck in someone else's. The point is, if you attempt to sort someone else out and their sin um, without first being in a state of, of, of uh, being filled with the Spirit, being spiritual, um, then you're, you're heading for disaster. So the instruction is, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. When you're walking in the Spirit, your, your approach to addressing sin is sanctified. There is gentleness and there is restoration. Notice it doesn't say, you who are spiritual, crush them with a devastatingly smart argument. Or you who are spiritual should guilt them endlessly so they never make that mistake again. Right? It doesn't say that. This is the satanic, actually, approach to dealing with sin. Satan is the accuser. And that's all Satan wants to do with respect to sin, is just accuse. The spirit approaches sin with gentleness, and it leads to restoration. So when Paul says, you who are spiritual, he is talking about being filled with the Spirit and exhibiting the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, and that includes gentleness. The result of all this is that our homes will be filled with joy and peace and abounding in hope. 
So finally, we'll look at Galatians 5, verses 13 through 17, which say, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you're not consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh, for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So we see here that the desires of the flesh and the desires of the spirit are like oil and water. They don't mix. Is your home marked by biting and devouring one another? If so, then you're not living in the spirit. Paul says you're not in step with the spirit. The good news is that you don't have to to do this yourself. In fact, you can't. The flesh cannot produce the fruit of the spirit. So stop trying by your own effort. Again, Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Our Savior sends us his spirit so that his beloved people would be set apart from the world, a city on a hill shining brightly with joy and peace before this dark world. And so the exhortation this morning is this, forsake the works of the flesh, keep in step with the spirit and restore one another in gentleness so that our homes may be filled with peace and joy, abounding in hope and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more, check out our website at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's trinityreformedkirk.com.